Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Aquel Jackson, and you're joining us for another episode of Athletes Unplugged. Today's guest is an eight-year former NFL veteran. His name is Ryan Mundy. But the real reason he's on the show, because I was sitting in this exact seat about a week ago, and he was talking about his new company called Alchemy that's focused on the mental health within the Black community. So, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. No, I appreciate it, DQ. I'm really excited to... Uh to chat a little bit um so looking forward to a great conversation bro thank you for having me yeah so let, let's start where i kind of left off i was sitting in this exact seat and i was literally trying to come up with new ideas for and concept for what i wanted to talk about and mental health was at the top of that list yeah and when i look up and you were you were talking to michelle Steele on outside the lines on espn um i had to tune in and immediately, I don't know if it was either that moment or that night, I reached out to you through DM, which I never do through social media. I've never done that before, ever. And it worked. So now I'm hooked. But I want to I want to start there, man, just, um, you know, because it's such a important topic. In the last few years, you've seen this tidal wave of athletes yep. um, speaking out and talking about the mental clarity and mental wellness and <laughs> I guess for my question to you is um, why was that just so important for you at this moment in time? Yeah. Uh, real quick though, like diving in DMS and, and reaching out to people that is like a very underutilized um, way of getting in touch with people, but highly effective. So I recommend you keep doing that. Um, oh, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been hooked for a minute, but um, you know, thinking about like the the last few years, um, you know, it, it has been quite the ride to say the least. And so, like uh, my background, as you know, and you talked about, is in athletics. And my journey with mental health really didn't show up uh, until I retired. Uh, I had played football for 24 years in total. That's a long time to do anything. And yes. so, for the first time in my life, at the age of 31, I had to ask myself, who am I when I'm not tackling somebody? Right. That is a daunting, daunting task because my, and you know this, like, yes, my whole life is built around football, right? Like, went to school for free right. football, you know, bought my house football money. I mean, the whole nine, like, right. then it's over, right? And you're like, well, who am I? How am I going to earn a living? How am I creating value? Or, and, and what is the meaning of my life when, you know, like the, the center has gone away? Right. And so I had two paths I had a professional path and I had the personal path. And so on the professional path, I got into like startups, early stage uh, venture capital, so on and so forth as an angel investor. Um, and, uh, you know, did that for about a few years and then started one company. And we'll talk a little bit about that in the eco-friendly sure. category. Uh, but, you know, use it as an opportunity to just kind of get my feet wet, learn operations, business, so on and so forth. Uh, but it wasn't my life's calling or my life's passion. And as I was looking around, um, you know, in 2020 happened and I started to reflect on my personal experience during that time of transition, I was going through anxiety, depression, identity issues, because, again, yes. I didn't have my center uh, right. and I needed help finding that center. And so I went out into the marketplace because uh, everybody now says, go see a therapist. It's a really, right. really, really simple concept, but it's extremely hard to do. Yes. And, um, yes. You know, I, I was. I was looking for help and support as Ryan Mundy, the black man, the husband, the father, mm -hmm. not the athlete. I knew who that right. guy was. And quite frankly, I didn't want to be that guy anymore. Um, right. 
I didn't leave. I left football jaded. I was physically injured. I was emotionally hurt. Um, And so I just wasn't in a good space. And uh, when I went into the marketplace to get help, people were still talking to me about like how much money could you make? You know, all this. I'm like, man, I'm not that, you know. Right, right. Um, but you know, looked and 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 really learned about like what cultural competency means, what therapeutic yeah. means, um, and and thought that like, look, if I'm having these issues and I've been blessed and fortunate to have resources, um, and I still can't find the right care, then what's going on on the south and west side of Chicago, the north side right. of Pittsburgh, the east side of Detroit, so on and so forth. And also during this time, my family was going through a laundry list of chronic disease and illness, type mm-hmm. 2 diabetes, amputation, cardiovascular disease, Alzheimer's and dementia, the whole thing. Right. And I put those two experiences into a bucket and I just asked one simple question, like who's principally focused on the trajectory of black health? Right? right. We are the most influential community globally, but yet we are also one of the most at risk and sickest communities globally. That's a huge imbalance. And right. so, again, professionally, I was in the startup game and I knew how to like build businesses and how to like the flow of capital worked. And then like venture back startups, like you need big ideas. And I was like, yo, this is a big idea that nobody right. is really missing or doing anything about. And no so, one, no one's tapped into it. No one's, no tapped one's tapped into it, into it. on, on, on the way that we're approaching it and the opportunity ahead of us, no one has tapped into it. So that's really, well, which is mind blowing. Yeah. Well, and not to cut you off, but th- this was so fascinating because I, I think you and I had a similar journey because yep. I retired next year will be five years I've been retired but it took yep. me a year that first year was was really tough yeah uh and probably it wasn't until maybe two or three years ago Ryan I actually sought uh help from a therapist but in my mind I wanted to speak to someone that knew my experiences mm-hmm. that was that was culturally competent yeah right and it was a struggle yep. I went through the NFL I went through and it was it was almost like I was vetting therapists mm-hmm. and I went on that quest, that journey, and I couldn't find anything, mm-hmm. which was mind blowing to me. And that's what kind of drew me to, you know, your segment on Outside the Lines, which is why we're here now. But right. you have tapped into a marketplace that I think a lot of people um, need and mm-hmm. that is missing. And I heard you say this on a on a platform once before essentially alchemy you want alchemy to be the universal healthcare provider within the black community yeah and i think and, and it's rooted the first problem and it's rooted behind mental health yep. and i think and to pat you on the back some more i think is is brilliant i think it's a it's a marketplace that you know people like ourselves can identify with because we're in a we're in a situation we walk into a situation with with uh whether we're undrafted whether you're a six round draft pick like yourself, whether you're a second round draft pick like myself, yeah. there's an, a there's a burden of expectations that's that's expected within the football community. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to address it. We yep. don't know where to turn to. We don't know how to identify it. We don't know how to articulate it. So I did some searching. I went on, you know, recently before we came on, I went to I, I love going through your site and I've told so many people about alchemyhealth.com. Thank you. Just just follow it, follow it, get in touch with it, because a lot of athletes. Now, let me ask you this. When I walked into the league in 2006, I've seen. And by the time I left in 2016, I saw a shift in language, Mm. a shift in acceptance, a shift in behavior, all these different things. And 
I guess my question to you is, even though I think you're on to something here with alchemy, I don't think the NFL has, and I don't want to, you know, target the NFL because it, it's provided me a life that I dream for myself. Yeah. But I do think we're 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 on the tip of it. I think you're on the tip of it, and I think within the locker rooms, as we have so much room to grow to 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 address this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how you know how the NFL and what guys collectively, you know, what's their overall you know, kind of theory or emotions behind mental health right now with your research and your your experts that you have working for you? Yeah, I, I can't tell you um, the amount of messages that I get uh, throughout the week, texts, you know, from some of my former teammates, uh, from people who work at organizations that I used to play at, you know, like, hey, can I connect you with this guy? He's going through some things. Um, yeah. You know, that is... Um, did you did you did you did you anticipate that? Because I did. I, I I honestly did not. But you know, I've always had a heart for players. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and and understand that journey, right? And my my mental right. health journey as a player didn't show up as an active athlete. It showed up as a, when I retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it relates to like what the current setup is for players to get the help that they need and they're, they're starting to be better communicators of that. I still think we have a long way to go. Um, I believe that every team now has a mandate to have a uh, licensed clinical professional, mental health professional on right, staff. Right, but we but we know how that is, right? Yeah. It's like you, you, you know, it's kind of a slippery so, slope. So, so it's a it's a it's a it's a delivery of care flaw, right? Because there's yes. a lot of trust. Right. Yes. Like, no one feels like, hey, if I'm seen going into like the therapist's office, then that that will be used against me. I used to tell right. people I used to hate going in the training room. I used to yes. hate yes. STEM. Don't yes. do that. Like unless it's like an emergency, don't let them see you in the training room. <laughs> right. Right. For physical it, injuries. So imagine, particularly in the context in the years that we played, you mm-hmm. know, like mental health. Man, right. that, no, you, that, you just wouldn't do it. That was a yeah. scarlet letter. And so I'm, right. I'm glad that conversations are happening. I'm glad the mandate is in place. But now we have to figure out how to still be one, build trust um, right. to figure out, like, what is the best way to effectively deliver care to male and female athletes, um, not only in professional organizations, but also in collegiate and high school um, as well. Right. There's there's a there's a gap as it relates to the delivery of care. Uh, to provide uh, mental uh, mental health support to athletes. Yeah, where, where does that passion come from? You know, a lot of people, and I think, you know, a lot of people hear the stories. You've been, you've been, you know, you played in the in the league as long as you have. You've seen guys. You know, I know being on the other side of things, we have guys that, you know, the minute I heard of Alchemy, I'm like, I have at least four or five guys who could benefit from, yeah, your program and your company. And like, what 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 moves you to? Because it's easy to say, hey, there's a problem. Let's identify it. And but you're actually doing it. Like, is there something about is there something that 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 happened to you? It's like, you know what? I can see myself in a lot of these other people. And I want to make sure I do my due diligence and do whatever I can to provide a service for my my community. Yeah, I think that's twofold. Right. Like just thinking about like the transition and particularly we play defense. Right. So, you know, you got to and I was literally saying this on the previous call, like you got to be a different breed of cat to play defense. Like you got to go towards it. You know, it's a little bit 
different type of mentality. Right, right. And I, you know, I was really struggling during this time of transition around like, how do I apply those those skills uh, in right. a context? And um, I had to strip away the physical act of like tackling somebody, you know, technique and say like, well, what allowed Man. me to do that? Cause you gotta be different up here to do that. I, I feel like you're in my head. I feel yeah, like, you're, like you're speaking great, the same, same language, same trick. Yes. I mean the whole nine. And so like, that was the shift that I needed to make. And I said like, this is who I am at my core, right? And this is what will right. allow me to like have that mindset and that approach and whatever I do. Um, but I, I needed to find the right place to channel it, right? So there, right. there was a five-year gap between me, you know, uh, retiring from the NFL and starting Alchemy. I was trying to find my next right. flow because, like, once you find that right. flow and get in that zone, and it's like, I got it. Right. right? We've right. been blessed and fortunate to already do that one time, you know, playing yeah. football. And I was like, man, I need to find how I can do that again. And yes, I, I feel like you cracked the code in a I, sense. No, I, that's what I'm saying. I found it. <laughs> right. And it was it was through personal experience because, you know, this is happening like 2014, 2015. These all these things happen at specific periods in time that built up my narrative and my story to make me uniquely qualified to go out here and start this company. Right. right. I talked a little bit about my family. I talked about my personal experience. I'm like, Right. How do we weave all this together and actually, you know, go out into the world and do something? So, yeah. So that, that's great. So let's let's dive into some of the services that Alchemy provides. Right. Sure. There's there's different labs. There's different. If you can talk a little bit about some of the services that you guys provide. Yeah, for sure. So big step back. Let's talk about like what the mental health landscape looks like right now. It's okay. you're dealing with some stigmas. Uh, you're you're and because of the stigmas, you don't want to talk to people about it or you're you're not able to really go out and seek help. You may talk to your friends and then you go on Instagram and find some memes or somebody who's oh. like doing content to you and you feel good about right. it. But after that, it stops. After that, it's like, if, you, if you're not getting what you need off of like social media, you have to go see a therapist. And that's right. a big ass jump. Uh, that's, <laughs> yes. that's littered with access barriers. You know, therapy is expensive. Therapy um, is really hard to find uh, culturally competent care. There's geographic issues, there's time constraints. And when, you know, these are barriers for the general public, but they're particularly compounded for our community. For, I guess. Right? And it makes it really, really hard for people to get the help that they need. And so uh, I thought long and hard about like, how can we democratize access while getting people the help that they need? And it's through content. And so at Alchemy, we show up currently as a content and production company, and we make, as you mentioned, labs and waves. A lab is a live stream and on-demand uh, video therapy session led by a clinical expert that talks about, uh, that covers some sort of subject matter expertise. That could be trauma, that could be love and relationships, that could be black in a workplace, it could be a multiple right. things, but we deliver mental health uh, live stream and on-demand therapy sessions through the lens of cultural competency. Yes. Um, and then we also have Waves, which is like an audio first product um, that features uh, guided meditation, sound bath exercises, body scans, and more. Um, but again, because we're a content company and we're decentralized, if you will, uh, we're able to go out and get the best and the brightest across any subject area. So you could think about us as kind of like Peloton for Black mental health, if you will. Right, right. So what you bring to the table is that uniqueness of the Black experience. Like the Black community knows what the Black community needs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, 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 you basically you're diving, you're doing a deep dive into, you know, for instance, I'll, my wife, right? She works for now Meta. 
and she's one of the few black and brown people at her level. Right. So there's different expectations, challenges that comes with that. So, um, again, I, I really you're you're on to something here, man. And my journey, you mentioned something earlier about your journey of mental health was after you retire. Uh, I'll share a quick story with you if I could. Yeah, for sure. Back in 2010, 2009, 2010, uh, I signed a rookie deal out of college and uh, signed a four year deal, which bled into the lockout. And I was injured. I tore both of my pecs. And so I was at a point where, you know, I was spending money that I didn't have. Mm. I was I wasn't taking care of my body physically or mentally. And a guy I said this on my previous podcast, a guy, he has a book out. And if I can grab it here, his, his name is Trevor Moaz. And Lord rest his soul, he just passed away recently. But he 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 just um, is forwarded by Russell Wilson's call. It takes what it takes. And he was my mental coach doing mm-hmm. this. He didn't like to be called a therapist, but he was a mental coach mm-hmm. for me. He that was my first introduction into training not only your body physically, but your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a firm believer in be careful what you say to yourself because you're always listening. You wow. know, just he equipped me with different tools of how to deal with different. I love that issues. Mm -hmm. And it's something I carry with me to this day. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think it's definitely what you're doing. Alchemy is definitely uh, something that this is the future. This is the future of diving into black awareness, black wellness uh, mentally. But let's let's take a sharp turn and go through how we got to alchemy. Right. You know, I want to make sure everyone understands you're a University of Michigan graduate while you were playing. You were able to uh, get your go to graduate school at West Virginia, yeah. and recently, right after you retired, you were able to get your MBA at University of Miami. So yeah. you had the credentials. So yeah. <laughs> you you had the credentials going into it. So walk me through if we could change gears for a second. Sure. Um, your business partner Phil, uh, how you guys came up with this idea, and I actually have a straw. My wife loves these straws. Yeah. Swizzle. Swizzle, you, you guys decided to go eco-friendly metal straws and walk me through a guy that plays eight years, right? And, uh, you know, eight years in the NFL, you meet Phil and you guys decide, you know what, there's a marketplace for eco-friendly straws. And you just recently sold it, right? Last year during the, the pandemic, which is fantastic. So you're one of the, again, I'll say this probably throughout this uh, segment. You've cracked the code in terms of conceptualizing an idea, seeing it through, and then following it through and exiting out of a business deal. What was that journey like for you, and how did it come about? Man, it was mind blowing. Uh, <laughs> that's incredible, dude. That 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 that's unbelievable, man. Yeah, it really is, man. Just you know, I'll let you. I'll let you have the floor because I have it, so much to say. It, about it, it. It, 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 I've had quite the journey, bro. As you mentioned, um, I'm a very educated brother, um, and that was probably, <laughs> yeah. that was my way of like mitigating the risk around like uh, transition. You know, you've heard of that. So oh yeah around like money management it's not a pretty picture for a lot of our our brothers in transition and i was like well right. let me go get smart and hopefully yes. that's all. um but as it relates to swizzle so you know the, the the idea came about um in the summer of 2018 and this was okay. when uh the 
plastic was the antichrist uh, and mm -hmm. more specifically plastic straws were the antichrist. And right. me and Phil, we would meet like, you know, monthly or bi-monthly and kind of kick around ideas. I was looking to leave venture capital and actually go start a company. And I wanted to do it with somebody. And I was like, you know, like, I like Phil. He's a sharp guy. You know, we got a good rapport. Like, you know, let's just have monthly check-in. And Phil was no, and, and Phil brought his own credentials as well, right? Yeah, was, no, Phil's was, a beast. Phil is. Yeah, he was a beast. He had a ton of experience in the, uh, what was it? Uh, the apparel business, correct? Yes. Like he was. Uh, yes. He was, it was a game changer for us. Like that yeah. is that, that skill around like knowing how to source and deal with Chinese manufacturers. He is a master at that. Yeah, like, master. Um, and we were having one of our monthly check-ins, and the waitress put a paper straw into an iced coffee, oh. that that. and oh. it, melted, <laughs> it it withered away in like you know two minutes. Right. Less than two minutes. right. And we looked at it, and we're like, hmm. All right. This is That's what people great. are saying. Um, he had already concepted the idea. He just never really acted on it. He's like, yeah, I've been thinking about this. Like, ah. no, like sustainable solution in the marketplace. Like, right. Know? I was like, well, let's start a business around it. Like, I'm looking to do something like let's, let's try it, you know. Right, right, right. So we did it. We um from from that conversation, which happened around like mid-July um to like mid-september uh when we started a kickstarter campaign wow. um yeah we, we hit our wow. goal starter to uh to get the business funded and bro i went all the way over to china wow yeah i heard i, I yeah, heard I, I, took, <laughs> yeah. I, took, I took my black ass all the way over <laughs> to, china to talk to chinese manufacturers about pla uh, excuse me um stainless steel and, and paper straws I went wow. all the way across the world for that. Um, wow. So you know, it, 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 it's just such a great journey uh, and experience. But we did really well uh, with Swizzle. We we got national distribution in yeah. Target, like, Ross, TJ Maxx, yeah, TJ Maxx, yeah. others. Like we did, we did okay. We we did good for for that's the, amazing the time and attention we put into it. We did really good. Um, that's amazing. And then yeah, we we ended up selling the business. Um, you know, three years after we started it uh, to a to a small like private equity shop of entrepreneurs and uh, you know that that whole process it happened really fast uh, right. it was one that happened at the right time because i was preparing to start alchemy so like literally we sold right. we sold swizzle like early october and i had closed a funding round for alchemy at the end of october it was just like no wow. days wow. yeah it was, wild. it was a wild time but yeah swizzle is um i'm, I'm extremely thankful for phil um you know, he was definitely the brains and the engine uh, that made a lot of it happen. And uh, yeah, just a really, really great dude uh, and super sharp. Was this your first like, you know, all in out of pocket kind of business venture? Or were you did you have some, you know, some side steps here along the way before you kind of met up with Phil? Like, what, uh, what yeah, I had some. <laughs> and I we had, don't have to go into detail, but, you know, but I had some size. Like, I, you know, I think what's what my journey is around just like exploration and learning and growth. Um, right, I was right. So that, that whole wave, the first or the second wave of like cryptocurrency, like I was, I was day trading crypto, you mm. know, got, got burnt doing that. Uh, Bitcoin, mm. like I was buying Bitcoin at like five grand, stuff like that. It my was, wife has some Bitcoin. I never really got it, into it. it my wife it, it, it was, it was a journey, you know, investing into like, right. I, Yo's had some bad experiences with that. Right. So it's the journey, right? You, you it learn. is, it you, is a journey. I, I've got some lumps for sure. 
So let, let me ask you this in terms of, you know, transitioning. I know we talked about the mental health side of it and just, you know, going from one, one, ex, not extreme, one profession that you basically were doing since you were seven years old, 24 yep. year experience to jumping into the business world. Yep. Even though you work in um, credential, you were educated. What was it like, you know, as a form of using that NFL badge, stepping into those business, you know, meetings and calls? Did you feel any type of resistance? Or what, what was it like for you, in your opinion, stepping into that other world of business and, and you know, education? That was, that's a great question. Uh, again, there's there's a few different dynamics here. I was, again, physically hurt, emotionally hurt. So I was like, man, mm. you know, F football, right? Like, right. right. Um, but I knew like that was not the smart approach because every time that I use Ryan Mundy Chicago Bears as a subject line for an email, people would open it, respond, and see what I wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like this net mm -hmm. where I, I had to leverage this asset, rightfully so. Like I, I worked right. my ass off to, to have that privilege. Absolutely. And so I had to figure out how to navigate those waters. Um, but after you know, I got into a really good cadence with that, and my hit rate was like 90%. Like it was like you know lights out type responses uh so that was great wow. but when i got into those meetings and and into those settings you know like i really learned the art of conversation right as an athlete people want to right, talk to you right well i won a right. super bowl you know what was that like right you know, in chicago right. what is she like blah 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 you know right and right that, that that will get you in the door right but i'm not mm -hmm. i really wasn't interested in spending you know 30 minutes 25 minutes absolutely Right. So Absolutely. I had like, the art of conversation and how to pivot that conversation. Yes. To have something meaningful and a takeaway for me. And so by doing that, I had to make sure I knew my shit. Right. Like, right. I had to, like right. really study and understand and say, like, look, I could go be able to speak the language. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I could go toe for toe with you. <laughs> right. like business language what's the latest trends, all that. You don't right. have to sit here and talk about like Jay Cutler the whole time. You know what I mean? Right. And that's right. I don't want to do that. Right. So right. Um, it, it was a it was a really big and important growth opportunity for me to, you know, um, make sure that I was prepared in those conversations and in those settings um, and, and also realizing the the responsibility that, you know, my, my interaction with these inter individuals shapes how they view the next athlete coming down the pipe. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, no so doubt I, about I, it. I take that very, very seriously um, and always just try to represent for for all athletes who are looking to do something outside of the it's, it's important. It really yeah. is. And that's why you and I are having this conversation. I feel like yeah. the part of the reason I wanted to create this platform in lieu of what you just said is, you know, to give a different perspective of athletes, you know, yeah. We all know the, the bad apples get the headlines, but there's a lot of guys doing a lot of good throughout this league currently yes. that are current players and former players. So yeah. uh, with that being said, out of all these great, amazing things you've done, take me through. You also have a, a VC firm, correct? Uh, I used to. Used to. OK. And it was it was what? Tech Tech Leap? Yeah. Tech Leap. Yeah. I mean, you. So any are are there any things that obviously this is your baby right now? Do you yep. have the bandwidth to do you have other projects that you're working on right now? As Absolutely opposed not. to no, <laughs> okay, okay. No, well, I okay. am I'm, I'm ten toes down and then some uh for for alchemy. Yeah, that that's that's amazing. Again, I can't say it enough. If if you have any loved ones 
And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to anyone that's going to tune in. If you have any loved ones, if you're dealing with anything, go to alchemyhealth.com. Ryan Money is doing beautiful things within the community. Uh, I'm really going to I'm going to, you know, dive into it and give them my my credentials and everything like that, because I really want to. Ryan, I'm serious. Like, if, if I can be of any service to you moving forward, yeah, feel means- free to reach out to me, man, because I feel like this is this is a space where, you know, we have a you, you have the momentum right now. You have the the, the yes. attention of the world. Yes. On the heels of the pandemic, you know, you have people like Simone Biles during the Olympics, Michael Phelps. Yeah. Uh, who are the latest? You were talking about uh, Calvin yeah, Ridley, Calvin Calvin. Johnson. Yeah. So, so there's a, a lot of guys who mm-hmm. are stepping out front and saying, you know what, this is an issue within our you know sports community from mm-hmm. women to men and, and just in general. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, again, I'm serious about that, man. I want to be of help, a service Thank any you. way I can. Seriously, I want to no, spread the word as much as I can. You know, because just now there's nobody principally focused on mental health, specifically for the black and brown community. Or uh, There's nobody principally focused on mental health for athletes right now either. Um, and so I'm like, all right, well, I'm sitting at the intersection of both of these worlds. Right. Uh, so we have some like really cool um, and unique opportunities that that'll roll out over the next year. Uh, that specifically address athlete mental health too. So let me, let me let me ask you because it's such a sensitive topic and it's such an important role that you're playing in the black community. How difficult has it been for a founder of a community to hire good people? Like I would imagine that has to have its own challenges in itself, right? When, um, so when, what was? Are you asking around just like hiring, hiring and yeah, and, and this from from in terms of. Um, you know, the cultural competence, you know, from your right. experts, you yep. know, just because just because you're black doesn't mean you understand, you know, no, the issues or what have you. So that's another no. hurdle and a challenge that you have to deal with. That That is not what that means. And we try to make that very clear. Um, however, you know, that's the starting point for a lot of our community is like, look, if I'm going to go talk to somebody or receive mental health support, I want to see, see somebody who's black. Point blank right. period. Um, but as far as like, you know, our vetting process, you know, we we, we have a pretty thorough process. We have an in-house, uh, we call her uh, our resident therapist, Meg Watson. Mm-hmm. That's all therapists who come onto our platform and the content. We have like a content review process. Uh, right. so nothing goes out the door without it being like put through the ringer. Um, but the reality is, and this is why we started where we started is because that less than 2% of clinical professionals are black. And right, uh, right. Right. And right. then we were talking about like just because you're black doesn't make you. A and I thought it was like four yeah. <laughs> percent. You know, it was like, it's a yeah. very low percentage. It's super low. Know? Right. And so and then we add in the, the layer of saying like, well, just because you're black doesn't mean that you're a good one. Right. And then so right. that, that percentage right. gets even smaller. And so right. it makes it really, really help. Uh, excuse me, really, really hard for people to get the, the care that they need. So, you know, democratizing access to content is is a great starting point for us. No, that, that that's amazing, man. And again, I can't. I know I keep repeating myself, but uh, I'm glad that you took the time to answer that DM. And I'm gonna take your advice, <laughs> and I'm gonna do this a lot more because I, I was. It, it, it moved me so much to see that um, there was a company centered around our community and mm-hmm. our issues that understand it, that wants to understand it. And I think you're gonna have a lot. I'm sure you're probably dealing with it now. A lot of former guys reaching out and other people want to be a part of this. All and, the time. 
Yeah, and uh, let me, so it just sparked another idea in my head, not idea, but question. Are there any other, are there anything, any other platforms similar to what you're doing at Alchemy right now? Um, through, through, uh, through, like, through a lens of, now I, I know that there's general health, health and wellness companies, yeah. but centered around like the black community. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a few um, that they deliver okay. a different um, delivery method, like care delivery method. So they're more so like a marketplace that you know will show you a list of providers, and you know you filter through um, a provider somewhere in your area. Um, and then there's also some platforms that uh, actually deliver the service via telemedicine, uh, like virtual care. Um, you know, we look at Got that. It you know we'll build into that but you know right, it, it right. really hard because that's at the end of the spectrum so we have sure, to go sure. faster um and and uh but no it's been it, it's it's um it's a very i don't want to say crowded space um but there's a lot of players in the space um and mm -hmm. so the way that we segment our company is by saying like look we're going to focus on the black community and we're also mm -hmm. going to um you know move forward with a different product type um, that you don't necessarily see in the mental health category. Because right now, most of the apps in the app store are focused on like meditation. Um, right, right, there's no right. shortage of meditation apps out there. Like we have no, meditation. I have some. <laughs> yeah, we have meditation on our platform, but that's not our core product. Our core right. product is around like, you know, these live stream and on-demand therapy sessions that you know you don't really see in the marketplace right now. Did, did you have any background in, in like sociology or any of that? Like this is just something that, you know, you, you saw a marketplace, a need for it. And, you know, you, you talked about, you know, on different platforms doing my research, just getting to know you, you know, you talked about some of the struggles that your family was having and, and to get you to this place. But I, I, you know, I'm still, I'm just moved by just someone that's, that's able to, cause it, I would imagine this isn't an easy topic. This isn't an easy issue. And a lot of people are still very uncomfortable talking about black anything. Right. You know, so um, what are those pitches like? Do you, you know, what, what was it? I'm curious to see when you had this idea, obviously no one's going to love your idea and cater it, cater to it more than the the, COVID, the guy who created it. You know, yeah. did you have any uh, pushback in terms of, hey, you know what? I don't think this is the space you should deal with. Did you get any of that? Yeah, for sure. In investors will tell you no quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I definitely have a face rejection and pushback. And alchemy, you know, has been a thought and an idea that has had many different shapes and forms than what it currently is today. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this is not something that happened overnight, uh, but really was something again that was kind of brewing in me over a period of time. Right. So the initial thought around alchemy was like, how do we uh, become the universal healthcare provider for the black community through physical products? Um, mm -hmm. Wasn't even thinking yeah. about mental health at that time. Right. Um, right. More so about like physical products, you know, nutrition, so on and so forth. Um, it wasn't until like the pandemic hit, you know, and then more importantly, the uh, summer of 2020 black lives matter brianna taylor george floyd Ahmaud Arbery, like our community was hurting right. but our community was right. really really hurting. and i was like man like you know this 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 we have to start with mental health like i had thought about it before but like it was just like an outcry 
And, and so, you know, that, that's, it's, it's been a journey for sure. Um, but mm -hmm. what's allowed me to stay on this journey is just the endurance, um, the belief, the conviction that I have around right. it. Um, because right. when you talk about like the black community, you know, then there's a narrative around like black, uh, founders not being able to raise capital. Right. Right. If the business is built around serving the black community and it's a small market size opportunity. Right. All that right. is false. Hands right. down. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, no there, doubt. there is a massive uh, financial and business opportunity specifically serving our community. Right. I live in D.C. and I'm surrounded. I mean, it yeah. used to be called Chocolate City, but right. I'm not from the area. But, you know, one of my mentors is probably, you know, I hate to say this, but he's probably one of the wealthiest people I've ever met in my life. And he looks like you and I. That's and a, there's a yeah. there's a ton of people like that walking around Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and the circles are very small. Mm -hmm. And we actually, I was out to dinner with my mentor a couple of days ago, and he was asking me about the platform and who I was having on, and I, we brought you up, oh, nice. we brought your name up and yeah. your 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 um, company. And, you know, it was so fascinating. You know, it's just like, uh, you know, he, he was interested, and uh, I'm sure he'll tune in at some point, but I would love to have, you know, we could take a trip to Chicago, have a lunch or what have you, and 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 let it kind of organically kind of happen, you know. Um, yeah. But I, I know I know you have a hard out, man, and I, I have so many so many questions for you. But I, I appreciate you taking the time here. And uh, if that again, I can't say this enough. If there's anything I can do on my end to help push the this message forward, uh, to help, I do have one more question for you. I do I do have one more question. That's how how does you have the you have every you have the company set up you have the experts in place you have labs you have waves is it a has it become a struggle to do you recruit at all are you are you reaching out to former players like i would imagine with being a black man and understanding this isn't the easiest topic to talk about and especially as a black man being a former athlete we're looked upon as superheroes like we're impenetrable but you and I are in a place where we can talk about that isn't the case. Has it been a challenge to get black people and people in general to say, OK, you know what? I need this help. Um, actually, it hasn't been a challenge. Like, again, mm -hmm. a lot of our uh, the members of the Brotherhood reach out to me um, with yeah. this and yeah. you know, like, hey, man, like, yeah. I see what you're doing, you know, right. like, thank you. Right. Can you help me? Um, you know, right. that that has probably been one of the most rewarding parts of this journey is knowing that mm -hmm. the impact and the importance uh, that it's having on not only athletes, but like people's lives. Right. Um, right. And as it relates to like recruiting, you know, I, I thought about hiring. Right. So like mm -hmm. we're a team here. We have six full time employees right now. Mm -hmm. And it, it's directly correlated to that flow uh comment before around just given our mission our vision uh you know the the macro environment like people people are looking for purpose and meaning in their work right so interview people uh and hiring interviews like that just jumps across the table like you guys are doing some really amazing work and i want to help contribute to the mission and i can't say i can't say enough about that because that's really really important um because this is no small task that we're going after. Like to say no. that we become the universal healthcare provider for the black community. That's not a one year thing. That's not a two year right. thing. This is right. like generational work <laughs> that we're embarking. Right. 
Right. And having the right people uh, and having the right support, um, you know, externally is is mission critical for us. So I thank you for having me on, bro. Yeah, no, listen, man, Ryan, I thank you for your time, your perspective. What you're doing is amazing. Again, for everyone listening, please go to even if you, you you're mentally in a good place, go check it out. Be proactive. Um, be proactive. Alchemyhealth.com. Listen, I was I'm a huge component of it. I think a lot of people need to understand health. It's not only just physical, but it's mental. Yeah. And when, when it, it, you know, for me personally, Ryan, it was hard to, you know, can I tell you a quick story really quick? Yeah. Tell you a quick story. So being in DC, um, you know, I've met some very fascinating people. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy on a fishing trip. Uh, he was through my uh, money managers and they always have a trip every other year. So I decided to go. And I meet this guy. We have where we don't need, we we didn't put a pole in our hand. We talked for two and a half hours on the boat, oh. and lo and behold, he was a former Navy SEAL. And we talked about some of the mental challenges and mm-hmm. that NFL guys and transition deal with. And he was telling me stories about you know special ops and the elite of the elite guys, you know, having a hard stop to what they're doing. So without naming names and I'm not even sure if I can even talk about it, but um, they devised a plan, uh, a treatment program back in 2008. They got a grant for close to $100 million to focus on their 1%, their elite group, the special ops and Navy SEALs and because they had a huge percentage of suicides. Mm. And so uh, I've met so many other, they've, they've accepted me into their community and I had a chance to, you know, go through a treatment of myself mm-hmm. because I too was dealing with some mental fogs mm-hmm. that I couldn't be, I couldn't put in the words. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's hard to put in the words. It's hard mm-hmm. to quantify at this moment. Mm-hmm. But I'm going, I'm going back in a few weeks to go through the treatment. But it's something that offline uh, I want to talk to you about that they're doing really great things and. Um, it's been really great for me. It's been really yeah. great for me, and I'm sure a lot of others could benefit from it. But I won't hold you, Ryan. Well, that's all good. Uh, I appreciate yeah, I appreciate your time and perspective, man. As always, keep doing bigger and beautiful things. And I'm telling you, if you need me, I don't care what the hell it is. You can call me last minute. I'm here to help and just you know contribute to the mission, brother. Yeah, I mean, likewise. I hope you feel that that feeling is mutual, which is why, like, yo. And that goes for any athlete, right? Like, you know, we right. we have that shared bond and experience, man. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm quick and will always and forever be like a supporter of, of athletes, particularly athletes in transition, looking to find that flow again and, and uh, you know, be excellent at everything they do, man. So anything that I can do uh, and help out with, I'm, I'm down for, uh, for sure. All right, brother. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Steve. Take care. All right.